You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a special weekend edition of your Valentine's News podcast here on the Big Blue View Radio Network, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. So uh, just what am I doing sitting here in my living room on a Friday evening, creating a, a, a weekend podcast for you guys, which is something that uh, that we don't usually do here at uh, Big Blue View Radio. Usually we just go Monday through Friday with the exception of uh, post-game live streams. So so again, what am I doing here doing a podcast for you guys on this uh, on this Friday evening in October before the Giants play the Baltimore Ravens? What I'm doing is a special Big Blue View mailbag edition of the podcast. Got quite a few questions to the Big Blue View mailbag, which posts at bigblueview.com every Saturday morning. And, and, and while I'm here, if you have a question for the mailbag, please email it to bigblueview at gmail.com. I'll get to as many as I can. I'll get to the best ones I can. And uh, we do that every Saturday morning on the website. And what happened this week is we have pretty much an overflowing mailbag, uh, spent uh, more than 2,000 words, almost 2,500 words answering mailbag questions this week, and still had several questions that I wanted to get to. So I thought uh, I thought we would do uh, an audio video version of the mailbag. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe there. If you're listening across the uh, Big Movie Radio platform, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, drop us a rating or a, or a review if you, if you can. We always appreciate the feedback. So what I thought I would do, as I said, is do a little uh, a little audio mailbag for you guys. Got a lot of questions regarding the idea that the Giants at four and one, surprising four and one, entering the weekend asking if they could possibly actually look to add players at the upcoming trade deadline, you know, rather than look to, to perhaps, you know, move a couple players and, and, and add draft picks, you know, for, uh, for future draft capital. And, and the one question in particular that, that I really want to read is a question from reader Jesse Sorrell, who, uh, who asks his question and sort of frames his argument this way. Jesse writes, when the season started, it was known throughout the football universe that the Giants were in a rebuilding year, getting, getting rid of players that were too expensive, not part of the coordinator's schemes, 
or just not the coach's type of guy, then figure out what players they would keep moving forward and that winning games maybe wasn't the top priority compared to figuring out the quarterback position. Jesse says maybe behind closed doors, Joe, the Giants and Joe Shane never thought they would be four and one. They've been making moves for next year and beyond. With that being said, do you think now at four and one that the Giants will start trying to trade some draft capital for a cornerback or a wide receiver and try to make a postseason run this year? What do you think those moves could look like since this was supposed to be a rebuilding year and they have no money? And are there any intriguing players on bad teams like the Steelers or Panthers who wouldn't cost high draft capital? In addition to uh, to those questions, I also had questions this week, uh, one from John McGruther regarding the potential of trading for commander's cornerback William Jackson, and another question earlier in the week about the possibility of trading for Carolina Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore. That question came from Simon Hines and uh, John and Simon. I'll get to uh, I'll get to both of those players in the course of answering Jesse's question. And uh, the the way that I have to frame this is look, you know, I, at Big Blue View we also do an SB Nation reacts poll, and it was really really interesting this week. A week ago when the Giants were at 3-1, and one, we asked the question of what number of wins it would take for Giants fans to, to consider the season a success. And we framed it as 6-8, to 9-10, or 9-10, to 10, and 11 or more. And 69% of our voters said that they would be happy. They would consider 6-8 to eight wins a successful season. Well, now... With the Giants at four and one after upsetting Green Bay, we asked the same question. And our voters flipped that on its head with 60% now saying that, in their view, the Giants have to win at least nine games this season in order for it to be a successful season. And, and what I have to remind people is what I've said since the springtime. This 2022 season is not necessarily about winning. What Joe Shane and Brian Dable are doing is not necessarily about 2022. They are evaluating what they have on the roster right now, Daniel Jones and, and, and several of the other players on the roster. They're trying to figure out what they need going forward they're trying to clean up the salary cap situation. They're trying to, to figure out, you know, whether guys like Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony and, and several other players, you know, can be part of the future. Joe Shane's free agent moves in the offseason were mostly one year, you know, low cost deals. A lot of guys he signed who won't be Giants next year. So Everything that Joe Shane has done is not necessarily about 2022. It's about getting through 2022, making it as competitive, as good as possible, which is something he's said a number of times, and setting the Giants up 
for long-term success beyond the 2022 season. It is critical right now that Joe Shane and Brian Dable don't get fooled by this four and one record. It can't be, they can't all of a sudden begin to start making moves and thinking that what they have here is a Los Angeles Rams type team that can start giving up draft capital and acquiring veteran players and going for broke here in 2022. First of all, they're not in a salary cap position to do that. They have $3 million and change in salary cap money at this point. They don't have the money to go out and start acquiring big-time veterans. They're not going to be able to sign Odell Beckham because he's not going to play for the minimum amount of money. He's you know, He can talk all he wants. He can keep the Giants on the hook. He can keep Giants fans interested, but Odell Beckham is not coming to New York. I will be shocked if that happens. I think that Odell Beckham is going to go someplace where he knows he has an opportunity to get to a Super Bowl at the end of this season. And, and I'm sorry, Giants fans, that is not the 2022 New York Giants. It just is not. The Giants, as I said, cannot be fooled here into beginning to make short-term win-now, win-today types of moves. They just can't. If the Giants can make a couple of trades at the trade deadline that makes sense long-term, sure, you go ahead and you do that. But as I said, this is not a situation where the Giants are all in for 2022. Don't get fooled by this 4-1 and record. Don't get swayed into making crazy long-term decisions and all of a sudden giving Saquon Barkley a five-year, $150 million deal or something like that or, or, or jumping the gun and signing Daniel Jones to a long-term contract. And don't start giving up critical top tier, you know, first round, second round, third round, fourth round, you know, the day one and day two type draft picks for short term fixes. The Giants absolutely cannot do that. Now, one possibility that came up this week, there has been discussion that in the wake of the firing of Matt Rule, that there's a possibility some people think that the Carolina Panthers are going to go into teardown mode. And there have been rumors, there's been a lot of speculation about the idea that the Carolina Panthers might be willing to trade wide receiver DJ Moore. If you read Big Blue View, you know that earlier in the week I came out in favor of the idea of trading for DJ Moore. And no, I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth here. I'm absolutely not doing that because I do not look at the acquisition of a player like DJ Moore as a short-term type of move. DJ Moore is a number one wide receiver. He's 6'1", 207, 208, 210, somewhere around there. He's had more than 1,000 receiving yards the last three years. He's 25 years old. 
DJ Moore is signed through the 2025 season. And the way that his contract runs, DJ Moore's base salary for this season is just a shade above $1 million. If the Giants, for example, were to acquire him, they're basically they're basically paying whatever's left on his base salary for the rest of the season. And that's it. That's a salary cap hit that they can figure out how to take on. What happens with his contract with the, the 2023 to 2025 portions of his contract in 2023, the Giants appear to be in really good salary cap shape at this point. I'm not going to go and give you exact numbers because those things are so fluid. They change so much and they'll change a lot between now and, and when they actually matter in the off season anyway, but the giants do appear in 2023 to be in good cap shape. So I'm not going to worry about Moore's cap hit, you know, after the 2022 season, but acquiring DJ Moore, like I said, he's 25 years old. He's signed for three more years beyond this one. He can be a number one receiver for Daniel Jones or for whatever quarterback the Giants draft after they if they decide to move on from Daniel Jones. He could be the number one guy for whatever young quarterback comes in and they try to develop. So I would be in favor of that kind of a move for the simple reason that, yes, it would help the Giants in 2022. Yes, it would help Daniel Jones. Yes, it would help their offense. But that's really a long-term move. It's not a short-sighted, short-term 2022 move. That's a long-term move for a talented player who you have under contract for several years, who is at the peak of his game and should be at his, it should be in his prime pretty much for the duration of, of the, the next three years, you know, that, that he's signed for. So for me, that's the kind of guy, that's the kind of play that you might make. If you're Joe Shane, you, you absolutely pick up the phone, you call the Carolina Panthers, you try to find out what the price tag is. And if it makes sense to, to make the deal, if, if they're not asking you for multiple number one picks, if they're not asking you for, for crazy numbers of players, then it's something that you absolutely have to consider. Simon, actually, no, John McGruther asked about cornerback William Jackson, who is apparently disgruntled as, as a member of the, uh, of the Washington Commanders. And, and for me, you know, Jackson might be a good player, and the Giants might need cornerback help, but Jackson is the kind of player that that you're not going to go out and give up draft capital for if you're the New York Giants. Jackson is already 30 years old. I think his his base salary for this year is $5 million, plus he has per game roster bonuses in his contract. It would be very difficult for the Giants to fit Jackson into their cap situation this year, but that's not even the point. The point is that Jackson is already 30 years old. Yes, he's signed through 2023, but he's only signed for one more year, and then he gets to go to free agency, 
and the Giants really shouldn't be in the business at this point in time, four and one record or not. They can't be in the business of trading draft capital for 30-year-old players who they may only have for one more season. You know, those are the kinds of guys you, you pick up, you know, you pick up guys like Tony Jefferson, who was a, you know, who was a street free agent. You pick up guys like Jalen Smith. You pick up those kinds of players off the street, you know, veteran guys might be a little bit older. You pay those guys a minimum salary, practice squad salary. Then you bring them up, you pay them the veteran minimum for the rest of the season. You get something out of guys like that because you're building this roster. You you need some players like that, but you can't be giving up draft capital to go out and get 30 year old players. So, I, I don't see a guy like Jackson as as a guy the Giants should pursue because that's a short-term, short-sighted 2022 move, and that's not the kind of thing that Joe Shane and the New York Giants should be doing at this point in time. So, you know, Jesse, John, Simon, the point is that the Giants – need to remember where they are, what they are, who they are, and what this is about. It's about building for the long-term future. This 4-1 start is fantastic. It's fun. It, it's been great to see. It's been great to see Daniel Jones play some good football. It's been great to see Saquon Barkley look like the Saquon Barkley of old look like the 2018 version of, of Saquon and sometimes look even better than the 2018 version of Saquon just because of how hard he's run and the way that he's gotten some of that yardage. But the Giants cannot be fooled by this and suddenly think, hey, you know, if we make this one move, we can contend for an NFC title because that's not happening in 2022. This year is still about putting blocks in place to build for the future, to make decisions for the future, to build what, you know, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and Joe Shane and Brian Dable and the rest of that staff were able to build in Buffalo. That is what the Giants are aiming for. And that is not about 2022. That's about 2023, 2024. That's about building a team that can compete for titles down the road and and one or two short-sighted, short-term moves this season is just not going to uh, to get that done. All right, Giants fans, that's uh, that's all I've got for you today. I'll get off my soapbox uh, on that uh, particular issue. Uh, please remember, as I said, if you have questions for the mailbag, please uh, send them to... Uh, bigblueview at gmail.com. That's the best way to uh, to get them to me. You can also drop them uh, to at bigblueview on Twitter if you simply use the hashtag uh, BBV mailbag or even BBV chat if you want to, but BBV mailbag is probably the, uh, the best way for me to identify those if you want to drop them uh, to our Twitter account. All right, Giants fans, please remember also... On our website, this uh, the, the YouTube version of, of this is going to be tucked inside the Saturday mailbag. So please check out the Saturday mailbag. Please, uh, you know, check out uh, check out uh, 
all of our Giants coverage at BigBlueView.com, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, you know, on YouTube, everywhere where you uh, where you want to consume Giants content, you can uh, you can find a Big Blue View outlet to help you do that. All right, thank you for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.